Hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Minis. Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern-day Viking gunner. And you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my God. That's a great (laughs) We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is your host, Chris Best, along doing Turnbuckle Talk, All Things and More, episode number 352. And I am not alone this week. I have the one, the only, returning Carl Carafel. Welcome, man. It's been a minute. Um, how, how have you been, brother? Busy, tired, sore. It's been a lot. Um, work, shoot job has had me doing night shifts, um, doing different things that has not allowed me to really be here. But I am so happy to be here for this one, even though I am working again tonight. Um, I'm here. I'm here for this, man. Yeah, I mean, it's this is what I've always said. When we've had that stressful day, just coming on to Turnbuckle Talk and talking wrestling is very therapeutic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, why, so why don't we hop right into it? We're, we're going to talk TNA Wrestling. They've recently signed a tag team uh, that used to wrestle for NXT. One. Okay. Grizzled young veterans Zach Gibson and James Drake have been announced to compete at TNA Hard to Kill 2024, January 13th. What do you make of this, man? This is absolutely fantastic. We have seen their work in NXT, we've seen their work on WWE programming before, and now to see them in TNA, a returning TNA. Um, is absolutely amazing. And I agree with 202 degree. Yes, grizzled young veterans, 100%. This is fantastic. These guys, no matter where they are, what they have done, minus maybe, as they said in their promo, because I did watch their promo, they were talking about, you know, a couple of years where they seem to have been kind of put down a little bit and not able to really showcase who they are, what they can do. Mm -hmm. Now they have that available for them. And I think that they are going to do absolutely fantastic. JJ, Carl and Best, so stoked for this one. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, This is (laughs) amazing to have you in here as well. 202 degree. You are new to me, but I am so thankful to have you here. Um, Chris, what do you think about that? Grizzled Young Veterans versus ABC. Uh, Oh, just, uh, oh, give me that. Give me anything Grizzled Young Veterans, really. I mean, like, anytime I've watched them, 
I'm going to compare them to some 80s tag team wrestlers right now. And anytime I've watched them, it really, to me, felt like I was watching a modern day version of the Brain Busters. Right. Right. The amount of work that they put into what they do technically as well as um, theatrically, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. uh, is is absolutely fantastic. Uh, AEW wouldn't have pushed them. And I, I think you're right. I think yeah. AEW is a little saturated right now. And they would not have been able to get the same amount of goodness out of them. That's that's true, too. And this is where like because I love what TNA is doing, signing guys like grizzled young veterans, Trent Seven being signed. It kind of makes me even more excited for TNA. And I finally found a way to get the fight network for free. So I will be able to watch TNA. (laughs) We're going to have to talk after. Yeah. (laughs) I Um, agree, 202 saying the only thing that Tony Khan would do in this situation would probably do this uh, dream match of FTR versus uh, GYV. Um, mm-hmm. While Again, that, that would be great to see. Yeah. I do believe that that's the only thing that we would really get. Yeah. And that would be just watching the brain busters versus the brain busters. Cause I also compare <laughs> FTR to them as well. Uh, right. Yeah. Parish man. How's it going, brother? I appreciate you, brother. We're gonna have to talk, Chris. Um, hopefully, maybe you're available next week. We'll 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 talk about that uh, a little later on in the show about something that we've got coming on. Welcome back, Carl. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I did not have eggnog last night. I actually worked last night, and it was a little bit of a hellacious type of shift. Uh, it's been very very warm weather here. And I kind of got one of our vehicles stuck in some mud and uh, needed to be pulled out at like four o'clock in the morning, which absolutely sucked. And then I had to finish out my shift and I wasn't home till about 530 in the morning. Oh, I feel you, man. I feel you on that one. Hmm. 202 saying, uh, but other than that, I wouldn't want them there. Uh, they moved and also close friends with Dragonov and Tyler Bates and also a little Easter egg. Dragonov knows Scott Damore too. Mm. But I've got to challenge you a bit, 202. Who doesn't know Scott Damore these days? <laughs> right. Right. I don't have him on speed dial anymore because my phone took a shit, but <laughs> I, uh, I did. I did. I had him on speed dial. Who doesn't love Trent Seven? Like yeah. I said, like I, I was dis, uh, like I'm glad he's got a, got a contract with TNA, but right, I'm still disappointed that they didn't keep him in WWE because Mustache Mountain was one of my favorite tag teams in uh, NXT UK. Right, I agree, I agree. But this whole the signing of the grizzled young veterans, I mean, these guys, yes, they are young wrestlers. They still have a lot of seasoning left in them, but at the same time, they bring a lot of seasoning to TNA as well. So I really think do. that uh, I think it's going to beef up their tag team division, just having them there. Definitely it is. It's fantastic that that TNA is going back, or Impact is going back to TNA, going back almost essentially to roots. Um, there is no NWA inclusion in there as of yet. Time will tell. 
Mm-hmm. We do know that uh, Billy Corgan is kind of opening up and branching and doing territories once again when it comes to the NWA. So there could be an NWA TNA once again on the horizon. That's just speculation, though. Don't uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, don't but, don't come in here and say Carl is wrong like three or four months down the road. <laughs> right. Um, I think that it would be great. I would love to see that. I would if that were to happen. But having them there is only going to help the company if mm-hmm. used properly. Those are the two words, the two key words used properly there. Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, them coming in. I, I wouldn't say them coming in and hot shot the tag titles on them because that's no, no. You want to do as I said yesterday on the watch along. I said if you're going to bring in any new wrestler, doesn't matter from which promotion or how well they're known in the other in those promotions, build them up as if the current audience, the audience for the promotion they're being brought into, doesn't know who they are, to let those uh, casual viewers know who they are. Right, you because you have to. You have to build that for them because so with every company, you always have those people that are loyal to that show, right? Mm-hmm. You've got people that are loyal to SmackDown, loyal to NXT, Raw, NWA, AEW, and yes, even Impact Wrestling or TNA Wrestling. And those people that are loyal to them don't know who these new people are coming in. It was almost kind of the same thing when, uh, you know, Bullet Club Gold came in, right? You really didn't mm-hmm. know who these people were for those that are the casuals, let's say. So they had to do something to help build that. And I think that they slowly started to, and I think that they could do better with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is one of the few times I'm actually going to uh, give props to AEW because they did that with Butcher and the Blade. They brought yes. them in, and I remember the crowd saying, chanting, who are you? Who are you? Then they built them up, and now we know who they are. Right? Uh, Richardson Manny, thank you so much saying sup, Carl and Chris. I gave Chris a point last night. Thank you so much for joining last night and coming back and joining us here today for this one. Um, that if at the Rumble, Regal returns, takes over SmackDown, and Nick Aldis goes into the Royal Rumble and costs Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble, we could have Nick Aldis versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I think that that would be a great idea, but I don't think that we really need Regal to come back in and take over SmackDown. I think that we could see Nick Aldis still keep control of SmackDown, but still in some way cost Orton the Rumble and have that match at Mania. I think Mm -hmm. that that definitely could work. Um, Better yet, I still would prefer if we got... So maybe it would work better at like a Survivor Series if we were to get SmackDown versus Raw. And then we see, you know, Adam Pierce and Nick Aldis, maybe in a Survivor Series type of situation. But we get that pop of them coming in, duking it out for a little bit. The two of them dream situation to happen in WWE. I mean, if they're if they're not doing the faction warfare, you could do Raw versus SmackDown in war games. 
Mm. You could. That would work, too. 202 saying, uh, Carl and Chris, do you think Triple H will allow original TNA guys like AJ Styles and Robbie E to attend TNA since they have a relationship build right now? So I, I, I kind of... I I, I already got something I want to say to this. Yeah. Um, they've they've already had this kind of working relationship where um, I'm going to go back to, I think it was like 2009-ish. I can't remember. It was the year that the Four Horsemen went into the Hall of Fame. And they had to do a talent exchange for Ric Flair. And, mm. and they sent over Christian over there. Right. Um, they also, some months ago, had AJ Styles do uh, an appearance through video uh, for TNA. I think it was for Bound for Glory earlier this year. Right. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And we had Mickey James come over as well. Yep. She right? participated in the Rumble and she's one of my uh one of my choices to make a surprise of presence at this year's Rumble, too. <laughs> I hope so. I would love that. Um, I think that mm. it would be great if we could see uh, you know, maybe a little bit of inclusion like that, but I don't want too much of it. I think if there are originals from that company, then possibly let's work together to do something to help build you know the brands, not just wwe not just tna let's do something to build both brands at the same time and i think that you know a a uh, uh, little bit of a relationship like that could definitely work mm -hmm. jason thank you so much for coming by my friend i appreciate you says sub chris and carl how do you feel about camille in nxt and also are we getting evil ways aj styles uh do you like it carl um when it comes to aj styles i have always been a fan of him no matter what situation he is in whether he is playing a face or a heel uh, going all the way back to, uh, you know, weekly pay-per-view days of T NWA TNA. I have always enjoyed what I've seen from AJ Styles. I think that the guy has uh, uh, rounded out talent inside of the mm -hmm. professional wrestling world, not just the ring, but inside the world. And I think that it is going to be great to see AJ Styles in a little bit of a different lights than we may mm -hmm. have seen him before as for camille i think camille can do whatever she wants wherever she wants whenever she wants and however she wants yeah um <clears throat> i feel like with aj styles though it what they're with what they're doing with the whole attack on la night uh attacking randy orton and then just walking off and then walking off on the good brothers and uh Meechin and that one backstage segment on SmackDown mm -hmm. kind of feels like we're going back to that lone wolf gimmick that he had in TNA, except WWE will probably do it better. <laughs> oh, sorry. I missed one here. Let's go back to here first. <laughs> uh jason saying for AEW, i want to see dalton castle with tony storm do you like that idea uh carl and chris um i do not like that idea tony yeah, storm has really built herself into a uh, very very cool gimmick that she's got going on here with that whole black and white 50s style yeah. type of situation dalton castle is not that at all so the mix of the two of them together i think could uh 
it may be toxic and just not work well for me. At yeah, because what I get from Dalton Castle, he's this big, flashy type person. And yes, Tony Storm is that to a certain extent. But to me, what they're doing with Tony Storm is reminiscent of a 1940s movie starlet. Whereas Dalton Castle is just your flashy Vegas performer. Right. <laughs> right. 202 saying, I believe Nick Aldis looking for a top male star for struggle similar to uh, Triple H did with Cody Rhodes a few months ago. Um. Well, they, they got Randy Orton for that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly where I was going. I think that that's kind of where they're going and what they're doing right now with uh, Randy Orton. And I'm okay with that. I really, really do like that. They were able to build very, very nicely off of, you know, him being taken out by the bloodline and really be able to uh, to flip this over. And now he has an agenda. Uh, he needs to finish his story, <laughs> quote unquote, his story yeah. when it comes to the bloodline and being over on SmackDown with Nick Aldis, where the bloodline minus one is works perfectly. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm in full agreement with what you just said because we've got Randy Orton over there and he's looking to seek revenge on what the bloodline did to him two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already told Jay Uso, look, you're good because, well, Jay did help them win the war games the night before. Right. And to, he's, he's, I think what they're going to do to build to, because uh, I think Randy Orton's going to win that triple threat match for the number one contendership that's happening on SmackDown. But okay. I really think that he's going to, I think Randy Orton's going to run the gauntlet, taking on Jey Uso, taking on Solo before he gets to Roman at the Rumble. Could very well be. 202, thank you so much for all of this. I really do appreciate you. Um, I want to know, have you subscribed over to our YouTube channel? Have you uh, gone over there and done that as of yet? If you haven't, uh, go ahead and please do that so that you can be up to date and informed on everything that happens when it comes to turnbuckle studios and i will make sure that i return that as well if i haven't already because i run that uh, that youtube channel i will make sure that i go and follow as well perfect you said you did last week awesome um if i have not followed you shoot me a, a message and let me know jason has a very good thing here um the Rock inducted Ken Shamrock into the TNA Hall of Fame. Um, he was on via a call to do so. Yeah. Um, I think that that's fantastic. I, I absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, kind of talks right now uh, could even be that there's another Hall of Fame that Ken Shamrock may be entering into very soon. And, uh, yeah, I mean, reports are that Hunter has complete control over that. And I know Hunter and and Shamrock were pretty good friends backstage. So, yep, yep. But um, I kind of agree with that statement. Two hundred two. I think Kenzie yeah. Page would fit well in TNA. And as Parrish had pointed so. out to me, we were—I can't remember if it was on a private chat—but Parrish had pointed out to me that TNA currently has a very strong women's division. So Kenzie Page yeah. would fit very well there. Oh, yeah, she definitely would. 
you think Triple H and Aldis could set up for uh, the next Survivor Series more early somehow, put Cody and Orton together? I think that you definitely could. I would say just after SummerSlam is when you mm-hmm. really start that build uh, for November's Survivor Series. So we got from August until November to do a fantastic build, but it doesn't necessarily have to be just between that time. We could start just a little bit sooner, like after Mania, Mm -hmm. with just these small little hints going through. I mean, mean, think of earlier this year, how many times did we speculate on what's going to happen with the war games after WrestleMania? And there were they were dropping a bunch of little hints about what was going on. We already knew Judgment Day was going to be involved, but we didn't know who on the other side was going to be involved. Right. Right. You know what? I I don't necessarily hate this idea. Saying the Survivor Series main event should be uh, Nick Aldis versus Triple H. I don't hate the idea. I don't love the idea either. I think uh, I think I'm done with Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who has watched a lot of WWE programming, I've seen a lot of Triple H. Shawn Michaels being one of my favorites of all time did a lot with <laughs> Triple H. So there's a lot of Triple H that I've seen. So, yeah. So we've talked that uh, we talked at length already with TNA lending guys to WWE, WWE lending guys to TNA. But why don't we roll on to the next story with the potential possibility of WWE lending guys, not to TNA, but to all Japan pro wrestling. Wait, come again. WWE NXT going to be sending guys over to all Japan pro wrestling interesting you're trying to fathom that aren't you so the article that i've pulled up here reads that they're not revealing who it's going to be but wwe wwe is sending an nxt wrestler to compete for all japan pro wrestling's triple crown championship all japan has been hyping that a mystery wrestler will challenge for the triple crown title at uh, New Year Giant Series 2024 on January 3rd, my birthday, actually, <laughs> in a social media video, all in a social media video, All Japan Pro Wrestling posted on Saturday, it was announced that the mystery challenger will be a wrestler from WWE NXT. The identity of the challenger has not been revealed. The video features All Japan Pro Wrestling uh, president. I'm going to butcher the name here, uh, Suyoki uh, Fukuda. Speaking on the phone with someone from WWE, Fukuda says All Japan wants a strong wrestler from NXT to challenge for the Triple Crown. WWE has had a relationship with All Japan Pro Wrestling in the past. They've borrowed uh, women's wrestlers heavily in 94 to challenge uh, Medusa uh, for the title. Uh, Alundra Blaze. I almost forgot her WWE name. Like, what the... Right. Brain not braining there, Chris. <laughs> uh, they've also borrowed uh, tomorrow or uh, Omari for the 96 Royal Rumble as he was coming over to do some North American seasoning and he was going around to USWA, all kinds of different promotions and took part in the Rumble. But what do you make of this deal? Do we see some all Japan guys now coming over to WWE? 
from this? I we definitely could. Um, I don't know what to make of this right now. The this it's it's blowing my mind because I know that you know we're kind of getting back into everything about professional wrestling and that professional wrestling is where we find our peace mm-hmm. now we know that there has always been a separation whether it's wwe aew new japan all of these different companies and there was never like an inclusion of all of them together right okay so what confused me about this is that i had read news a little while ago um and i'm trying to find it again and i'm not able to find it where a bunch of companies in um you know the asia asia area were becoming almost one yeah um, and from what i'm seeing like i'm i mean i'm seeing maybe i'm not typing it in right into into the google box um but they did a pay-per-view a little while ago called uh you know uh, all come together right uh, or all together again right um i'm not finding it again but i know that a bunch of those companies were combining almost so how is that really going to work that's the other thing i was thinking about too or, or and a part of me went to is this um is this wwe's answer to aew and doing forbidden door because AEW brings in new japan guys right i mean it could be um you know i Frankly, agree with the comment there actually nxt nxt mm-hmm. women's collab with stardom um it definitely would be straight fire if you ask me oh fuck oh yeah oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to watch my F word, but it slipped. <laughs> um, no, I'm totally, I'm very excited about this. Cause uh, I think that was my favorite part about uh, Alundra blaze with her, with the women's championship and challenging all these women's like, like women, like in defending the title that was uh, through that. That was the first time I got to watch Aja Kong wrestle. That was the first time I got to see Bull Nakano wrestle. Right. And through that, I became just completely sold on them. And now anytime I see an Aja Kong match, the woman's still wrestling today. Yeah, she and is. And still going still s- strong as hell. So anytime oh, yeah. I see her in a match, I'm like, yep, I'm going to shut everything off and I'm going to watch her wrestle. And that's what I want to see coming out of these All Japan guys. Because really for us, New Japan's easy for us to access. All Japan really isn't. No. So to uh, to be able to see these all japan guys possibly coming over to wwe wwe maybe sending guys over there maybe they do a collab pay-per-view with uh, nxt and all japan i'm excited to see where where this goes right me too i definitely am i definitely am and and russell red is right here he's saying tajiri is in all japan so uh give me more tajiri yes give me more tajiri yep and this uh, this could also be a way in for uh, NXT Japan to happen. Russell, man with the brain going on here today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why that can't happen. That that, that would be great. And, and it, it gives them 
the opportunity to, again, do a little bit of this talent exchange, right? To mm-hmm. uh, get a sense and a taste of what it's going to be like or what is going to, you know, happen over there. Um, right. Yeah, no, that's that's a fantastic idea. And I think it's something that definitely should happen. Uh, when will it happen? We know that it's going to be, you know, a talent exchange that's happening in January. When will things go further? That we really don't know. And see, that's that, and that's why I'm wondering, like, because for with all Japan, do we get some guys from all Japan coming into the Royal Rumble, similar to the '97 Rumble, when we got guys from AAA uh, showing up in that one? That's a possibility. Just makes me even more excited. <laughs> it's a possibility that I don't think a lot of people are really uh, uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I've I've got a little bit of a news story about some Japanese wrestling as well. All right, um, laid out there. Yeah, Kenneth. Yeah, twenty twenty four is going to be nuts. Uh, it definitely is. Um, Global Force Wrestling is returning. It is happening. Because I couldn't find that's I what couldn't I'm find the story well. on it. I couldn't find the story on it last night. Um, I think it's it's n- not going to be in a full capacity, but the name is being lent to different shows. And okay. I personally am hoping that Global Force does make its way back. Um, I know personally (laughs) have talked with jeff jarrett about this about global force wrestling um you hear in the promo in at the very beginning where you know that was back when global force was really getting its its grind and going um i think it's going to be absolutely fantastic maybe i'll see if i can reach out to jeff and uh see if i can get a comment see if he'll give me anything on global force returning this is not all Japan, but this is New Japan that we have some news from. There's a major shakeup that's going on in the hierarchy. Um, yeah. On their website, on the New Japan Pro Wrestling website, they announced on Friday evening that Hiroshi Tanahashi, the eight-time IWGP heavyweight champion, Hiroshi Tanahashi has been appointed the new president and representative director of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That coming after, um, I said his his appointment comes with uh, Takami Obari, who has held the position since 2020, stepping down from the role effective December 23rd. Right. New Japan shared that Tanahashi will address fans in his new role at Wrestle Kingdom 18 on January 4th as part of the following statement. Thank you for your ongoing support of New Japan Pro Wrestling. On January 4th, Wrestle Kingdom 18 in the Tokyo Dome, Hiroshi Tanahashi will address the fans directly in his new role as president. Um, and that we look forward to uh, New Japan looks forward to your continued support under the new leadership structure. Um, along with that, uh, there are some other names. Uh, Makaiki 
Uh, Nishazawa will step down from his role on the board of directors. Chief of Business Production for TV, uh, Asahi uh, Hitoshi Mastamuto, alongside President and CEO of Bushi Road Fight, Taro Okada, have been named as the new directors. Mm-hmm. So one director stepping down, and it looks like two more coming in to fill that role. Okada's role is slated to be on a part-time basis. We're talking Taro Okada. Yeah. Uh, His role is part-time. Yeah. So I was taken aback by this, but I'm like, for the first uh, few days that I've gone over this article, I'm like, does this mean Tanahashi's career is coming to an end? And I don't want it to come to an end. And I'm glad it isn't because today, he came forward and said, I'm still gonna keep I'm still gonna keep wrestling for New Japan. I'm gonna be doing the presidential stuff and wrestling at the same time, which is commonplace in Japan, anyways. A lot of the promoters do wrestle at the same time. Right. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Um Takahashi wants a relationship with the WWE and has spoken about that before. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Russell saying, uh, I have Sammy Callahan take over Global Force Wrestling since he's doing his own thing. And uh, he got a uh, wrestler in his indie things. Okay. Could see that. Could see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, get me more Tajiri and Regal backstage again, Chris. Yes. Anytime they had a backstage segment when Regal <laughs> was the commissioner, it was just gold. Right. What I love about that pairing too is uh Regal wasn't too fond of doing it at first, but then like after like several uh like two, three months of doing it, Regal and Tajiri became like the best of friends through that. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. They did. <clears throat> Richardson. Um as cool as that would be, I did have my tryout with uh TNA back in the day. Um, and nowadays I can't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my back will not take it anymore. Um, I just <laughs> cannot as much as I yeah. would love to. Yeah, and my and my knees are done for. So, <laughs> but no, he's saying grizzled young veterans will be great in TNA. I wholeheartedly agree, and I wholeheartedly hope that they uh, get pushed to their uh, to their limits there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, me too. But no, I, 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 going back to this WWE and All Japan thing, I'm super excited to see where this goes and what kind of relationship they will have. And I'm curious as to how often these talent exchanges could happen. Me too, actually. Um, if going forward, I, uh, you know, like we continue with this, with these different talent exchanges, um, I think that it would be great to see it actually continue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Uh, Parrish said he thinks about uh, because a wrestler. Okay. Uh, Well, Parrish is training to go back to the ring. Yeah. He's already said that several times. (laughs) Uh, living on a prayer. Right. <laughs> oh, if you guys I, don't know I, and you want to know, um, look up 
a song called Game On by Disciple. That was my theme music when I was in the wrestling business. Gamer Boy, thank you so much you for were, coming in. Appreciate you, but my when friend. You were my promoter. Your money was money. Your theme song was Money Talks by ACDC. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was very, very early days. Yeah. Yes. I do remember that. How's it going, Gamer Boy Kai? Let's, uh, we're going to roll right into, uh, we're going to roll right into, I'm trying to figure out what story I want to roll right into here. I don't know. Let's roll right into uh, a story here. Uh, it's we're stumbling kind of a, into a story. Kind of a sad story. Kind of a happy story. Yeah. Kind of a sad story. Kind of a happy story. Time. But WWE is doing one of the best things that they could ever possibly do. And they have signed. They have given Bray Wyatt a legends deal. All the funds that Bray Wyatt will get from that money, uh, from the money he makes on this contract, gonna go to his kids, his wife, everything like that. Um, what do you make of this story, Carl? Like, what do you? Uh, this is just fantastic that they're doing this for Bray and his family. Because let's face it, Bray was just Bray was amazing, bar none. Um. Thank you, Triple H and the new yes. directors of the company. I don't believe that this would have happened if we still had Vince McMahon there. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Um, now that we've got this new type of everything when it comes to the world of the WWE, I am absolutely loving this. And I think that it is a perfect move for that to happen. This is a great way for business as well as, I don't want to say pleasure, but mm -hmm. uh, real realism to be there because you're going to have, yeah, super class move by the WWE. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah classy move or classic move by triple H and the WWE and Jason saying an awesome move. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly as well. Um, how do I put this? So the WWE is still essentially going to benefit from being able to use Bray Wyatt, the likeness, different stuff like that for, you know, merchandise and, 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 you know, all of these different things being able to use his likeness, but they're taking that, and giving what would be made to his surviving family, right? Which is an amazing move. So it's 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 almost as though it's a win-win situation for both parties in the end. WWE yeah. has to keep what they've done with that, and you know uh, the family gets to keep what would he would have brought in underneath a legends contract type of situation. Right. And I don't know if you have watched it or not, but have you seen, and yes, this all fits together. So I'm not just going off onto a tangent. Have you seen the diary of a wimpy kid Christmas special that happened this year? I did not see that, but I had heard, mm. I saw the clip that you're referring to. <laughs> 
Bray Wyatt. Wyatt's going to be making money from that as well, or Wyndham yeah. Rotunda will be making money from that as well. If you, any of you have not seen it, Diary of Wimpy Kids um, Christmas special that happened on Disney Plus, go and check it out. There is a scene in there where the two kids get uh, kind of thrown into jail for something that they did wrong. And yeah. the jail guard is Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah. So he's still going to be getting some royalties for that as well, I hope. I would assume, which means that that would go to the family as well. I just thought that that was a cool little tidbit. Yeah. And this actually, I mean, signing, getting, putting Bray on a legends contract was a no brainer to mm -hmm. start with. Um, so this excites me more because this just means that uh, we're going to see him in future WWE video games. We're going to see more Bray Wyatt merch come out in, in the WWE shop. I'm just, Again, my brain's going back to the video game. I'm excited to play as continue playing as Bray for however many years they keep uh, the contract for him, right? And just formulating those dream matches with him that uh, for what could have happened for Bray Wyatt. Right. So I'm happy to hear that, Ryan Papa Bear. Good to see you. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate you and all the support. Uh, WWE has been pretty good about royalties and payouts for a while, actually. Mm -hmm. um, he's actually got a friend who hasn't worked for or worked there for over 20 years, but he still gets quarterly checks coming from the WWE. And they, uh, they would do the exact same thing with Owen Hart. If Martha would let them put him into the hall of fame. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah. One can dream. And yeah, Ryan, Ryan's right on that. Like he said, he does have a friend who still hasn't been there for 20 years, still gets quarterly checks. Maven actually put out a video where he talked about how he still gets paid from the WWE as well. Nice. I hope it's better than like 13 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just want to get into a couple of these comments here. Um, yeah, let's do it. David Finley should uh, debut attacking Finn Balor, AJ Styles. Cool idea. Well, that would be cool if David wasn't locked to New Japan. It's Brogan Finley that's uh, making his debut, not David. <laughs> right. Uh, Prince Devitt. Uh, remember Prince Devitt? It would be awesome. Triple H allows Balor uh, head into the next G1 Climax tournament. I think that that, that, could, that could be a good thing to kind of build those relationships as well, that little talent swap. But that could also be problematic because G1 Climax runs through SummerSlam. And I know mm. that Hunter treats SummerSlam like WrestleMania, so he wants all his boys to be healthy and to be ready for SummerSlam. True. Sub Carl and Chris, speak of Bray, good move by the WWE. Do we see Bo return? I can see my girl Alexa Bliss, your girl. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa Bliss return at the I absolutely love Alexa Bliss. That's why I I, I only kid. I only make fun. Um, I would love to see Alexa Bliss return at the Royal Rumble. I am also uh, very much so missing um, I live Morgan from my television programming. She's, a, she's another woman I said was going to make her return by the Rumble. And I hope that they do. Bo, I think we definitely can see a return. Uh, there have been some video promos that Bo Dallas has been doing. Mm -hmm. um, there is at least one YouTube clip that I am aware of. 
There's several of them now. Okay. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and take a look because I haven't been able to see any more as of yet. I've been too freaking busy. Uh, Brett tried about Owen and the DVD uh, was the most he could do. Okay. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, a news story about Brett just pushing his hardest. Mark Henry was pushing his hardest to get a win in, in as well. I believe The Rock was trying his hardest to get a win too. Right. Uh, Chris, should Balor debut Prince Devitt, his other version of himself, if the Judgment Day throws him under the bus after Damien and JD and Dom admitted they did? Well, they would have to talk to New Japan about getting the rights to Prince Devitt because I believe New Japan holds those rights okay. to his name. Or, or if uh, Fergal Devitt, his real name, if he was wrestling on the independence of Prince Devitt, all they would have to do is just talk to uh, talk to him about using the name. But I think he's doing fine under Finn Balor. He's been using that name for a while, so why change it now? Right. Ryan is saying maybe not the G1, but I definitely see Triple H sending some WWE guys who need work to some international promotions for a while. Mm. That experience would do a lot uh, would do a lot of them some good. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that as well. They have a good relationship with a company in Australia that they may be a market we see WWE headed to in the next few years. Well, we already know that they are going to be in um, Australia very soon, are they not? I think... Uh, Elimination, Elimination Chamber is going to be there. Yeah. So I, that's fantastic to get their foot in there, you know, and and slide right in to Australia and get the name put out there. Bo Dallas is on the Carrion Cross thing, Carl. Um, um, no, he's not. It's already been rumored that's authors of that, that that it's the authors of pain and um, oh my god, his his name is escaping me. Me too. What the hell? Um. The former manager of the Legion of Doom. <laughs> Elring. Yes, Paul Elring. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I, cu I couldn't remember it either for some reason. His face was there. I saw him riding on the motorcycle with Rocco at SummerSlam. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Australian wrestling market has been on the rise lately. WWE yeah. is once again striking when the iron is hot. Yes. And Elimination Chamber, yes, is going to be happening there. China also, I think the WWE will eye that market as well. I think that they definitely should because it is really they, making a rise once mm -hmm. again in China. They've tried, they've already been trying. They've, uh, they've gone over there and held tryouts. They, they did hire that one guy. I can't remember his name right offhand, but I don't think he's with them anymore. And yes, uh, uh, Kenneth Paul, it is Paul Ellering. Um, but I am very excited to see, like, I'm, I'm so excited that the world in world wrestling entertainment is uh being emphasized in the in this promotion me too actually both world and wrestling are being emphasized lately when it yes. comes to wwe <laughs> as the comment was put out there earlier 2024 is going to be absolutely wild brother when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. And I am hoping that Hulk Hogan stays the hell away.
away. We don't need Hulk Hogan to be anywhere near professional wrestling anymore. I love the guy for what he did for pro wrestling, but brother, brother, stay away. He's talked about possibility of wrestling matches, but I'm like, oh God, no. I'm the I'm one of the biggest Hulkamaniacs there is, but I'm like, come on, there's a point, Hogan. Like, just hang up the boots and sit back and watch Monday night. Maybe you can do a podcast. That would be fine. But just no, you know, stay away from the ring. That would be great to hear Hogan. Even just a limited series, talk about his experiences in like a podcast format. I think that that would be absolutely yeah. fantastic. And if Conrad you guys Thompson, enjoy Conrad Thompson, if you're listening, do it <laughs> right. If you guys enjoy listening to us in an audio format on the go, go and take a look at good pods. Good pods is an app available in all of the app stores that allows you to listen to turnbuckle talk. You can follow turnbuckle talk. You can Leave us comments. You can even give us a star rating. And I just kind of wanted to go through a little bit that I took uh, some screenshots from uh, just a couple days ago when it comes to our activity on Good Pods. When it comes to the wrestling side of Good Pods, underneath all time indie only, this show sits at number. 17 in wrestling all time non-independent only we sit at number 43 for the month of december under indie only we're sitting at number four and number five in non-indie only beating out even like the jim Cornette experience so that's uh pretty pretty cool to me and then for last week, we were sitting at number three in indie only and number five in non-indie. But you guys can change those numbers if you go and listen to us on Good Pods, follow Turnbuckle Talk, and leave us five stars. Or if you only want to leave us four, go ahead and leave us four. Either way, it helps us out and pushes us up in those numbers, which then allows us to get seen by more people. Oh, yeah. 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 That was my plug. That's all I wanted that for. Uh, 202 saying, I believe Triple H wants a stardom collab because lately Asuka uh, has been around stardom wrestlers on social media and EO as well. Yeah. I think that those are little teases that are kind of happening. And I think uh, I think it's great. If he wants on the chris parish podcast i'd listen to hey, okay if, i, if I think everybody Hogan should on the listen parish to chris podcast, parish podcast. I would, i'd get on there too man <laughs> yeah the parish podcast oh, is actually a fantastic it. show yeah it has been it has been fantastic so far carl chavo guerrero said that there are talks about a guerrero family movie and i know who can play eddie let me know kenneth who can play eddie lay it out because i've thought about who could play uh John like was Zamo as Chavo. Yes, give me that. <laughs> yeah. 
202 saying, I've predicted that Raw and NXT and SmackDown does debut in Tokyo, and that's probably when we hear about NXT Tokyo debut show. Okay, so I'm going to point this out. Raw would not be debuting in Tokyo, as in 2005, they already did a show that did Raw in Tokyo. Hmm. True. And that was a fantastic show, by the way. But it usually Carla, is. We've actually reached the, all of my all of my stories. We burned through them pretty fast, and we got a lot of comments here. So keep them going. But we I think uh, do. I think it's time that we hand out those socials. Definitely, we can. Um, ah, okay, two hundred two is talking about under the Triple H regime. Okay, so yeah, but it would still be technically a return to Tokyo. Right. So, uh, Carl, uh, why don't you uh, promote? Uh, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do mine. At uh, you can find me youtube.com at chrisdamage83, twitch tv uh, slash cbrs underscore entertainment, uh, threads.net at cbestfilms83, facebook.com chris.best83, uh, tiktok.com cbrs.entertainment. Um, you will find me within, let's say, the next month or so getting my gaming stuff on the go. I still need to order a couple of cords to get everything on the go. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, we're looking uh Ryan, Ryan Bowman, Ryan K. Bowman. Go and follow Ryan Bowman, everybody. If you have not, he's got a book that is out there on Amazon. You need to find Ryan K. Bowman's book. Uh, take a look at that. Uh, I still need to order one and hopefully maybe, maybe somehow try to get a signed copy, I think would be really cool. Pedro Pascal would make a great Eddie Guerrero, but he would have to bulk up for the role. Um, Kenneth has the exact same idea. Exact same idea. Yeah. Pedro Pascal as Eddie and father is Eddie Sr., uh, Danny Trejo. Okay. Um, I was going to do one too. Um, I was going to cast Hector Guerrero. And if you guys remember the movie La Bamba, 1987. Yeah. Uh, but the guy who played Richie Valens' brother totally looked like Hector Guerrero in that movie. And I think he would be perfect to play Hector now too. I think so too. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, right? You guys are thinking on the same wavelength there. Um, Bad Bunny would fit as Chavo's younger self around 20 years old. What do you think about that? I I'm I actually can see it if Bad Bunny would get rid of the two man buns he has on his head. I could see it. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good call, Chris. Yeah. Um but, but SA Morales, that was the name. I was trying to remember his name. Yeah, he played Richie's brother Rob. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that want to go and help support my good friend, Ryan K. Bowman, again, Amazon, you're going to look for Pop Music and Peanut Butter is the book. Go and take a look at that. It is very reasonably priced. You want a nice hardcover, you're looking 20 bucks. You want, and, and I'm, this is Canadian pricing. You want a paperback, you're looking at, uh, you know, about $11 with Prime. 
Um, you can rent it, it looks like, on Kindle. Or it'll be about $6 to buy it on Amazon.ca on for the Kindle. So, yeah, go and check that out. Pop music and peanut butter. Who can Luis Guzman play? I mean, that guy, despite how he looks, he's not exactly the best looking actor, but dude is a fantastic actor at the same time. <laughs> right. All right, Carl, uh, why don't you tell us what's going on with uh, Redbubble right now? With Redbubble right now, we have got amazing things over there having to do with all things Turnbuckle Studios, whether it is Turnbuckle Talk, Turnbuckle Studios itself. We have got the Raw Patrol is what we're calling things now. I'm going to need to find those logos or get those logos sent to me so that we can get that all done on to t-shirts as well. Uh, but we're doing the Monday Night Raw watch along every week where we just shoot the shit and talk about professional wrestling as we watch Monday Night Raw. We've got all of those things available. Uh, the, we've even got merchandise for the Boar's Nest as well that is seen on Turnbuckle mm-hmm. Studios. Lots of merchandise that's available over there. Go and take a look at it. Every purchase that you do make over on our Red Bubble site does come back to us in a little bit of a format and goes back into everything that we do here, whether it's paying for, you know, different programs to use or upgrades, stuff like that, so that we can get you the best content that we possibly can. Check out carlcarafel.redbubble.com. I apologize for the tickers changing there. My cat again, laying on my mouse here. So, Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as you see i am wearing my collar and elbow branded hat my good friend al snow actually started collar and elbow brand if you want to go and take a look at some uh, good merchandise as well go and check out collar and and even save yourself some money we've been given a promo code to use jk podcast is the uh, code for you to use to get 10 percent off your purchase i am still honored to say that turnbuckle talk is the first sponsored podcast from collar and elbow brand and i don't want to forget about our friends over at realwrestling.net either Over at realwrestling.net, there's news and views by real fans. Turnbuckle Talk is technically international because they are based out of the UK. So a big thank you to Nathan and the team over there for continuing to support Turnbuckle Talk and allowing those in the UK who check out realwrestling.net or anybody worldwide that wants to check it out to have us showcased there. All right, Carla, where can people find you on the socials, my friend? Super easy. I have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E-L. All right, we got uh, we got one last comment here before we get in. Get in there, Al. Whoops. You go ahead and push the buttons there, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got a few of them, and I'm just going to go through them real quick before we finish out here. Uh, You're going to laugh, but I got Cypress Hill in Eddie movie. Be real as Conan. Hey, you know what? I think that that could work. Yeah. 
I don't think that it would be too, too bad. It's too bad. Uh, Herb uh, from Fantasy Island passed away. He could have played Rey Mysterio in Eddie's movie. That could be interesting as well. Raw Patrol is on the prowl. <laughs> yes, I'm never going to roar again. That was terrible. Al Snow ain't that great. His farts smell bad. I plead the fifth. Um, if, if they was making a CM Punk movie, who would play Punk? It would have to be Punk himself. I don't think anybody else could. Justin Bieber yeah. is Punk. Uh, whiny ass bitch. Sure. 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 <laughs> really? <laughs> oh man, what a show! What a show! And on that note, guys, <laughs> we're gonna say our uh, we're gonna bid you all a fond farewell. Hope you guys had a uh, happy Christmas and happy New Year. And Carl, what's that? Uh, what's that phrase you always go out with the show on? It is always remember, everyone. The world's a scary place. Take care of each other. We're clicking buttons here, boys. Have a good night.